Hello, and welcome to Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I am your husband, Zach. And I am your wife, Diana. And I forgot to say I was the GM. And I didn't say I was the player because you didn't say that you were the GM. Thanks for following my bad lead. You're welcome. How are you, my darling? I am fine. (laughs) Fine. We've both been a little sick this last week. Yeah. Which has been fun. Can you tell by my gravelly, nasally, gross, terrible voice that I've had a head cold for like a week and a half? I work with children. I'm just going to be sick for the next, like, five months. Mm-hmm. That's just is what it is. However, let's talk about the lovely weather we're having where it's sweatshirt time, and that's my fave. I love autumn. The weather makes me so happy. You love autumn like everybody else loves autumn. You and your pumpkin spices. Whoa. Give me springtime. Whoa. Spring is number one. Autumn is number two. Actually, autumn's my number three, but... Yeah, I'm throwing shade at you. Well, I'm about to throw shade at you. I know. Before we start recording, I was trying to do some improv exercises with Diana because I'm like, hey, we got some time. Let's, you know, try to get better. Let's do the energy ball. Let's do the peel and orange exercise. And Diana, who's apparently too cool, was apparently one of the cool kids in high school, only wanted to hang out, didn't want to hang out with the drama kids, only wanted to hang out with the band kids, those jocks. was like, no, Zach, I'm too cool to look goofy alone with you in our recording studio where we record games where I pretend to be elves and orcs. I just have it. I, it feels silly. Oh. It feels silly to pretend to eat an orange. I could just go get an orange. You couldn't because we don't have any We oranges. don't have any, but we do have a ball that we could actually throw around. So, like, I could do that. That's it's a pizza. Just, You're supposed to try to, to envision your senses. It just feels weird is all I'm saying. We got... Uh, what was the book that we got years ago? We got um, like, Improv for Gamers. We yeah. got Improv for Gamers, and I tried to do exercises with you. You're like, no. It feels weird. I feel weird. But to be fair. I'm embarrassed. I half did these exercises I'm so cool. I never said that. I'm, I was so cool in high school. I was not. No one would ever say I was cool. I was too cool for this stuff in high school. You were 100%. You were cooler than I was in high school. I wasn't literally too cool. I thought I was too cool. Yeah. No. Actually, that's not true. I did a single play because I really wanted to be in with the drama kids and I wasn't cool enough for the drama kids. I don't know that bum, you're bum, ever bum, bum. I don't know that you're ever cool enough for the drama kids. I was first of all, I was on stage crew. So I'm already more superior than the drama kids because I was on stage crew. I did lights for the musicals. Exactly. This is how you and I bond and how we were clearly <laughs> better than the state than the than the actors. Objectively untrue. No. Objectively no. untrue. Actors are cool. Actors are the the pinnacle of coolness in our society. But what would they do without their stage crew? I mean... Nothing. (laughs) They do nothing. They need us. Can't trample all over us. You need us. Anyway, that's not the point. Let's play this game. Let's play this game. Uh, We are playing Golden Sky Stories, a game put out by Starline Publishing by Ryo Kamiya and Sugihagi Hanpo and edited slash what I meant to say was translated by Ewan Clooney. Uh, this is our Halloween series. This is the, uh, should be the finale about Yagyu Gozen and her friend Kuro, who are going into the mountains, the Toroyama Mountains, in search of a haunted shrine. And so far, I've gotten free candy. I've gotten almost free meat on a stick. I have had peanuts thrown at me. And I scared... A rabbit person. So it's been a very spooky-tastic Halloween special. (laughs) 
where I'm a big, big strong girl with horns who has yet to use any of her power. <laughs> <laughs> I get the feeling that that's kind of how Golden Sky Stories tends to go. I'm not mad at this. I am enjoying all of this, especially since last year, I felt like I needed to go to confession after all of our games. So this feels better for me. You think after this, you'd be down to play another game of Dead Friend? No, never. I will never play another game of Dead Friend. I can't, I can't, tra- I can't, I can't, I can't trace it. I can't do it. I can't. I might need to bring in a guest so I can get in my yearly Dead I Friend. I can't do it. I can't do it. I really felt like I was about to summon something. I can't do it. I'm too superstitious for that. I'm too much of a Portuguese Catholic for that nonsense. I can't. All that said, are you ready to get a little kid-friendly spooky? This is like G-rated spooky. I'm ready for G-rated spooks. Let's begin Golden Sky Stories. It is the first evening of the Lantern Festival, an ancient holiday celebrated in the quiet Toriyama Mountains, home to kind-hearted humans and magical beings alike. Over the next three nights, Toriyama Town will light the way for the spirits of the last year. It's a time of cold and color, light and magic. In this mystic holiday, a rumor has spread. There is a long-forgotten shrine in the mountain, and it is possessed by something fierce. Now, two young women set out to find it, the sun a red orb in descent between the crimson golden mountain peaks. But what, in the darkness, will they discover? As we fade back in uh, to tonight's episode uh, of the uh, anime, (laughs) uh, we see uh, Yagyu Gozen, a kind hearted 13 year old oni girl uh, who's currently in her fully human form correct yes uh and a very pretty dress and and is wearing her uh her festival best dress this like it's a puffy like it comes up like goes out at the chest right yes it's very high at the chest like almost below the armpits like just below the armpits is where it kind of starts to flow out if you are familiar with korean dramas it is based very heavily on the dresses that they wore in the Joseon period. So it's, is that the period, the Joseon period? That's yeah. Um, I think that I think I'm saying that right. Anyway, it's really poofy, and you wear like a little jacket on top. I don't know if she's wearing a jacket on top or not. You think in like six weeks we would have googled what the name of that dress style you was? You would think, especially since I'm currently watching a historical mm-hmm. K drama. Like I very easily could have looked this up. I'm still not going to. <laughs> but um, did we establish a pattern on the cloth of this dress? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think we just described the poofiness of it. What what color is it? What patterns are on it? I think any? it's traditional colors of this festival. So I guess that depends on that depends on a lot of things. Um, since this is a festival of the dead, do I wear like funeral colors? And then what are those colors? Or do I wear like good luck colors? The lights of the lanterns are uh, gold and red. They're like paper lanterns with uh, yellow and gold foil or like red 
uh, either like tissue paper or like uh, like lattice work almost. Mm-hmm. So I think those are really common colors for the festival. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of pictured my dress as red, but red can mean a lot of different things depending on what culture you're pulling from. And I know that this is a fantasy game, but I didn't know if we had wanted to establish any of that stuff. So. No, I mean, I think this is pretty much, this is pretty uh, fantasy world. I'm not trying to pull on Japanese culture any more than sort of uh, the the some folklore and like some folk culture uh, I'm not trying to, like, make this be, like, this is a town in Japan. Yeah. This is a town that is loosely based on some Japanese cultural influences. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So I picture that my dress is mostly red with gold embellishments on it. Or maybe, actually, is it white with gold and red details? Ooh, I like that. I think I like it white with gold and red details, like flowers or designs or something. Great. Uh, you are walking along. Uh, it is evening now kuro is uh flying a little bit above you or actually no she's flitting from like tree tree branch to tree branch like sort of along the path as the two of you are making your way up and uh you said y'all were singing a song did i you did last last episode you said that as you guys were going up you were singing yeah we're singing what's the song about oh god oh i think it's just like a it is a song it's a song about love Oh, that's cute. It's like it's like the telling of Rapunzel or something, but in a song. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 a fairy tale, but mm-hmm. it's you sing it. And that's what they're singing. That's cute. And they're like little girls screaming it. Okay. <laughs> like I was a 13-year-old girl, so I can tell you that that is 100% a thing that you do mm-hmm. when you are alone with other 13-year-old girls. You just start screaming songs. You're not singing them. You're screaming them. Yeah. And so that's what's happening. There's like top of their lungs screaming. Is this a human song that you picked up or is this a henge song? Is it a mononoke song? I think it's a human song. Yeah, I think it's a human song. But if they're singing the entire journey... They're not just going to be singing human songs. Like they'll go, they'll cycle yeah. through some like oni and and henge and stuff. Uh, who gave you this dress, by the way? Doing a lot of doing a lot of world building that we probably could have done earlier. I know. Um, <laughs> the priest. The priest gave you this dress. Well, not the priest himself. The priest helped me get this dress. I like specifically wanted a nice dress for this festival. Okay. So the priest helped me get this dress. Oh, okay. So either he knew someone or, like, the dress was donated to him or something. So you're really close with Mr. Notamura. I think that he is, like, a kindly neighbor who loves to watch me be ridiculous. Yeah, but it sounds like he's, like, like family-esque neighbor. You know, like, I have never had neighbors that I was very close to. But you see on TV neighbors who, like, are almost, like, on an uncle who, like, take, like... In tight communities? Yeah, but that's not how I really picture this. So I I had a neighbor growing up, like Diana had a neighbor growing up, that used to think, I was very young, I was much younger than 13, but um, I had a neighbor who used to think it was adorable that I would break out of my parents' front yard Mm -hmm. and I would run away, and I would run away to their house specifically to get candy. And they thought it was hilarious. They did it. Feels irresponsible. I mean, they were my next door neighbor. Like, I wasn't Mm -hmm. breaking out very far. I was going across a little sidewalk. Yeah. It wasn't anything. Um, And my mom always knew where to find me. But they thought it was hilarious that little three-year-old Diana would climb over this fence and then jump over to their house and go get and steal, like, butterscotch candy. That is pretty impressive. I was a very impressive toddler. (laughs) I was very impressive. 
I, I just kind of think that the priest finds me entertaining and I keep going to him. Like, he doesn't, like, yeah. seek me out. I'm going to him and, like, hey, listen, I need a thing. Mm-hmm. And I know you can help me get this thing. Help me get this thing. And he's like, oh, that will be funny for me to watch. I'm going to help you with this thing. That's kind of how I picture it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep, absolutely. I have one last question, background okay. question. Uh, do you have Oni family? I am trying to decide if I need to figure out what Oni family structure looks like and cultural norms. Like, why am I a 13-year-old out on my own? And why have I not? Why do I not go to them? I think Oni family is more of a, like a distant, like you're more distant to your Oni family. Oni feel pretty independent in general. Yeah, exactly. Like I have a mom and a dad and aunts and uncles and stuff, but like. But this isn't something you would go to them for. Right. Like why would I go see them? That doesn't make any sense. Okay, great. That fits in with Gozen's kind of go get them independent attitude. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, All right. So we see uh, Gozen and Kuro uh, making their way up the trail. And you get to a point where the trail sort of splits off, uh, one going west and one going east. And I would like for you to make me a adult three check. (gasps) I don't have very much adult. You took on a pretty adult task this evening. I did. I did it. All right. Uh, You remember that... Maru, the rabbit, told you that she took the eastern trail to head to find find the shrine. You remember that, that the direction she gave you were that along the eastern trail, she walked up the mountain until she came to a log bridge over a stream. She crossed the log bridge and made her way, uh, kept going east until she found herself beneath a purple-leaved tree with a uh, strange carved stone. The shrines in this town are all these, like, round carved stones that was covered in a sort of bug buggy face. And that's when um, something appeared in the woods uh, that demanded that she leave and scared her away. So it was Eastern Trail over the log bridge, kept going east up the mountain to the the base of this large purple-leaved tree. And Kuro thought she knew where it was as well, right? Uh, Kuro thought she would be able to find it. Oh, okay. So we're at this split, and we go on the eastern trail. Uh, So you start making your way up, and you can see in the trees... uh, these lanterns have been hung. Uh, temple volunteers have already, like, hung up lanterns in the mountains to be lit. And they're all, like, set to light yeah. uh, once the once night falls. What is... Uh, do you think you just keep singing with Kuro? Do you think... Is there anything that you talk about as, you, as the two of you are making your way? No, I don't think so. I think we just keep singing. I think once we see something that resembles, like, the log in the stream... Mm-hmm. Then we might start having a conversation. But until then, I think we're just singing. After, like, in between one of the songs, at one point, Kuro goes, uh, so goes in, what do you think you're, what, what's, what do you, what's your plan? What are you going to do? Like, there's a big, scary thing in the shrine. Like, you know what's in these mountains. It could be uh, a, the ghost of a giant boar, or it could be a Michinoke, or it could be a, a ghost. Especially tonight, Mr. Nodamura thought it might be a ghost. What are you, you going to do? 
Are you saying that I'm not a big scary thing? I can take on anything that there is, but also I'm more curious to see it than necessarily to defeat it. So we're just going to see the scary thing and then try to run away from the scary thing before it eats us? Kuro did it, and also I didn't say that. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. You're asking a lot of really hard questions. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't think this far ahead. I just really wanted to kind of see it. Well, now it's too late to turn around. <laughs> we have to keep going. I mean, we could we 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 could still we could still turn around. No, we, we don't have to go. No, we can't turn around because then Kuro has more courage than us. Maru. Maru has more courage than us. That doesn't make any sense. She's a scaredy rabbit. She can't be more courageous than me. I mean, she's not. She ran away. She no, got lost. No, I'm, no, we're gonna go see it, Kuro. We're gonna go see it. We're going. Do you think Kuro stays in her bird form? Yeah, so she can easily fly away. Right, right, right. Uh, so she's she continues making her way, and the two of you are going. And uh, eventually, I think Kuro actually notices at first because she has the height advantage and she's got her bird eyes. Uh, and she goes, hey, Gozen, there's a stream up ahead. And uh, as you guys make your way up, there is this, this uh, it's not a river, but it's a pretty thick, pretty deep stream. It's a pretty significant stream coming down the mountains uh, in these like short like waterfalls, mm-hmm. right? Short stone waterfalls. And there is the lock bridge that, uh, that Maru described, but it has fallen over. And it's now, like, pretty significantly submerged. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there's still, like, there's a little very thin band that's, like, mostly above the water. Yeah. And this water is not dangerous, but... My pretty dress. It would ruin your pretty dress. Is there any way that I could use Oni Copy to fly <laughs> with Kuro? That is an excellent question. Uh, you know what? Let's just say Yes. Let's just say yes. So she would have to fly first, and then I would have to copy her. Actually, yeah, you 100% can. Yeah, because uh, one of her powers is actually is wings um, oh, and her ability to fly. So uh, uh, Kuro looks down at you and says, uh, are you, are you going to be okay? I will be if you go ahead first. Oh, um, well. She, she, like, looks like she's biting her nails. It's, like, nervous. <laughs> Kuro, like, looks over the bridge looks back to you, looks over the bridge, and, like, sees, like, the tr- there's no more trail over there. Mm-hmm. It's just woods, and it's dark, and um, it's, like, overgrown, and she knows that whatever is scary is on the other side. He goes, oh, all right, I'll, I, I, I'll go first, and uh, then you can follow me once, once I'm over there uh, alone. Yeah, but you only, but I'll be on this side alone as well. It'll be very short. We'll be alone for just a short amount of time. Yeah. She's just standing, <laughs> she's just like perched in a branch, like looking at you. Yeah. I believe in you, Kuro. Listen, I can't cross until you cross. You have to cross first. <laughs> I love, I love the, I believe in you. Go, go, go. <laughs> and she goes, all right, okay, you're gonna, you're gonna come right. Right over. Right over. Right over. You're gonna I, come right over. I right. promise Right over. Okay. She looks back over there. He goes, okay, 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 okay. And then she takes off and she flies over the stream uh, and she lands and she lands on this branch and she's just like, or I think she lands on a stone and like a big boulder and she's just like hopping up and down. She goes, okay, okay, okay. She's like looking around. Come over. Come on. 
I take my time picking up my dress. <laughs> Goes in. It's like really gently holding it. Goes in. And then I, I only, only copy. I use my power and I only copy and I fly over. Okay. So uh, I think this means you sprout wings. Yes. What do, uh, when you use only copy, what, what do your wings look like? I think it is a direct copy. I think I'm copy and pasting. So I, whatever her wings look like or what, like a smaller, I think probably version or a less intense version yeah. come, come out of me. So you get these big crow wings or these yeah. little crow wings kind of like pop up behind you? Enough for me to get over the strength. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, I think they're smaller. Like if I had been with uh, Robin, I would have had Robin wings. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Because um, it's a copy of their power. So I think, yeah, I think mine just look exactly like hers, but smaller. That's great. Yeah. That's adorable. I think they're just, they're just a smaller version. And, and I finally got to use a power. And you kind of like flutter over. Yeah. Um, I, it looks like doggy paddling. Like she's an Olympic swimmer and I'm doggy paddling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's what I'm picturing. Do your, are your feet like kind of like dangling as you? That's why I picked up the dress. Yeah. Yep. Uh, as you make your way over the stream and you land pretty gently on the other side. And uh, Kuro's like looking around and she's like, I if you, it. I don't, I don't like this part of the woods. You're with an Oni. Uh, yeah, but yeah. do any Oni live on this side of the mountain? It doesn't matter because this Oni's with you. So that's a no. Let's go. Okay. She doesn't know. She has no idea. <laughs> she has no idea. She has no idea. So the two of you continue making your way and... This part of the mountain, the the forest is much denser. We have these these tall uh, conifer trees, kind of like rising up into the the darkening sky. And there are some lanterns here that have been hung by volunteers, but fewer, and they're fewer and farther between. Mm-hmm. And the the two of you are, are kind of just making your way. Uh, I, I said conifers, but I think it's a mix of like broadleaf and conif- coniferous trees, right? Do you mean leaves that fall down in the winter and leaves that stay green all year? I do. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what any of that meant. I had to make context guesses. Uh, pine needle trees and broadleaf trees. Okay. I have a master's degree. It's fine. <laughs> not in... No, not in... Botany or whatever. Or hortic- dendrology. Hortic- what is dendrology? I'm pretty sure dendrology is the study of trees. What I might hell? be wrong. You have so much knowledge of like I, random stuff yeah, in the head of you. Of, of useless of useless shit. So random. The two of you are kind of like the brush is denser here. Mm-hmm. So I think I think Kuro is no, she's gonna stay a bird. But she she's up higher now. Um because she can't like flit at your level so she she has to be like a little pretty significantly higher than you right so the two of you are making your way through it's a little bit scary yeah how how are you feeling what are you thinking we are no longer singing yeah that has stopped Mm -hmm. i don't think we're walking in silence though i think i think gozen is like nervously talking but it's like a so what do you think is going to happen at the festival tomorrow? Like she's like whispering it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be fun tomorrow. Um, I hear there's going to be some, there's going to be some games. They're going to do uh, a log toss, I heard. Um, and uh, I know, you know that, uh, the, the, uh, that dog henge is going to do the, do the log toss. Um, and that, that that's going to be, that's going to be fun. 
I'm so excited about all the food that there's going to be and all the other games that there's going to be. And I'm just so excited. And it's just like a mono, like a monotone whisper of nonstop talking. There's a loud crack of like a twig or a branch, like off to your left. Ah! (laughs) Sorry, Zach. I was going to say she screamed, but I realized I don't role play enough. So I thought I should role play it. And then and now I'm realizing that was a bad idea. (laughs) So goes and screams. Loudly mm-hmm. and abruptly in the middle of a word. I think nothing happens. Just I also think the girls, I know I know that um, Kuro is flying, but uh-huh. goes and absolutely grabbed her. Kuro like flies down, yeah, like, like, like into your arms. Yeah, we're like holding each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you started this trek up the mountain in your human form. Are you staying in your human form? So I was wondering about that. I don't think being in human form or being in Oni form changes my ability to use my powers. Nope. So I'm not changing back. I'm just going to stay in my human form because I don't know that I would be... Does staying changed require effort? Like I'm going to do the thing that requires the least amount of effort. If being in human form... Because I know it costs effort to become, to to get into human form. Yes. And it will cost me effort to get out of human form or to go back into it if I or, decide to go into it later. Yeah, it's it's free to go back into your Oni form. But it'll cost me to go back into it if I want to. Yes. But does it cost effort, like, in gameplay, obviously not in point play, but in gameplay, does it cost effort for me to stay in human form? Like, is it taking mental energy? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I would take the path of least resistance, and since it takes no energy, I'm going to stay in human form. All right. Can I throw this out here? Yes. What if you... What if that loud crack, since it made you scream, mm-hmm. maybe it takes effort to stay in human form? Like, when you, like maybe reflexively, you go to go back into Oni form. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to ask for a check to stay in human form, or you get scared into your Oni form. Okay. Oh, well, I'm not going to check then. I go. I get scared into my Oni form. Is that fun? Yeah. I think it's... I think, that's fine. I like the idea of you getting scared back into Oni form. Yeah. I think that's... I, I think that's cute if you think it's cute. As long as I don't rip my dress. That was literally my oh, concern no. about getting into Oni form was I might rip my dress. No, no, no. So my two horns show up. My skin turns red. <laughs> and Kuro has, like, flown into your arms. Yeah. I, I think that's great. Uh, I think Kuro... Whoa, 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 what was that? I don't know. You're the one who can fly. I, I, I didn't say anything. What if it's a bear? No, stop. What if it's a ghost stop, bear? Stop, stop. Stop, it's nothing. Stop. I'm an Oni. <laughs> it's okay. I'll keep it safe. It's fine. And she's got like a really worried face on and she's like fidgeting. She's not fine. She is not okay. I, I, I'm just gonna, I'm just, I think I'm just gonna stay here. And I think she like n- <laughs> nussles into your, like, like she just kind of like settles into your arms the way our cat does. Yeah. She's just kind of like, I think, I think I'm, uh, I'm just gonna stay here. I think for, um, for now. I think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. not be separated. Yeah. And she takes one really tentative step forward because they did stop moving. She like takes one step and waits and then takes another one. And slowly starts back on the journey. Yeah. As you are, like, as you're walking through the woods, weird things start happening. Uh, you hear, like, a shh behind you. It's gone. You hear we definitely jumped. The, the, the leaves in the trees kind of rustle, and it feels like, like you don't feel a wind, but the leaves are rustling. You hear mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. 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 Curl, this may have been a bad idea. 
Yeah, no, I, um, we could still turn back, you know, we don't I, have to find the shrine for Mr. Notamura. I don't think we can, because it will be just as scary on the way back as it is now, and... Yeah, but it's just gonna keep getting darker, look at this, uh, yeah. the sun's going down. Yes. Do you want to be stuck here? I feel like if we can go to the shrine, we'll at least have some light. Uh... uh. <laughs> As she hasn't stopped moving, she yeah. just kept moving. And eventually you break through some trees and you see this huge, thick, trunked tree sort of rising up. And it's got this this bark that is smooth but, like, segmented. Mm-hmm. And in the twisting branches uh, are these beautiful tiny purple leaves these like pointy purple leaves kind of like spread out and it's it's like this very like umbrella uh this sloping umbrella shape and it's it's quite a beautiful if sort of haunting looking tree yeah and the roots are sort of like they rise up out of the earth and so they look like little like fingers or something uh yeah but they're thick yeah and there is, uh, there's almost like a, there's a, a hole under, underneath the tree. Like there's like a, what looks like it could be like a den or a burrow or something. Okay. And then in front of that is a small stone shrine and it's sort of overgrown with like, there's some like ivy clinging to it. Uh, it looks like it has not been maintained. It's, it's very, it's in it's in bad shape, mm-hmm. um, but it is there. It's got like this this uh, square stone base with like carved carved like intricacies into the into the base, and then this large like egg shaped stone sits atop the base, okay. um, which is traditionally like symbolic of like the deity or yeah. the kami, right? The spirit that uh, that is worshipped at the shrine, and it's sitting there in the center, and it's about it's a couple feet away. I think we stop. So I think we found it. There are also, there are no lanterns hung here. And the sun begins to set and it suddenly becomes very dark. Mm -hmm. As you're like watching this, the shrine, you can see like the sun disappear and what it was lit up, it starts to go away. Mm -hmm. Cool. Kuro, this is, we, I... I... Yeah, 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 yeah. We we found it. We should we should go. We found it. Well, we can tell Mr. Notamuro that we found it, and but, then. Uh... But, but now it's dark. Yeah. And we have to, we have to go back. Yeah. Well, uh, if you'll just let me go, and she starts like kind of like wiggling out of your arms. If you just let me go, I'll I'll fly, and then no, I'll meet you back no, in town. No. And it'll be. No, I hold her tighter. Goes no, in. Goes I, in. No. Here's the thing, though, because you'll leave me and. Go away. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, um, uh, yep. No, let, let's, let goes in. Nope. I squeeze her tighter. Go away. And you hear this, like, uh, this r- rustling, like, wet leaves. You hear it circle behind you. Behind us? Yeah. But it, or rather, it, like, goes around behind you, and then you can, like, it starts on your left side and then comes back around your right side, uh-huh. and, like, you can, I, it goes back towards the tree. Okay. It, it doesn't stay behind you. It, like, swoops around. Okay. This. Uh-huh. Go away, little Oni. Um, no, no, 
No. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. No. Because now it's too dark. No. No. Little Oni, go away. Why? Because I don't want you here. I don't want to be here either, but now I'm here. The trees all, like, shake. I don't want to be here either, but now I'm here. It's dark. (laughs) Now I can't leave. You hear that, uh, you hear that skittering that go, like, up the purple tree. Mm -hmm. And then you hear this voice, like, from the treetop go, go away. Well, now she's getting a little irritated. And she goes, no. It is too dark. And so now I have to stay here because I will get lost in the woods. I don't have night vision. She can fly away. I will be stuck. No. And she like stomps her foot. No. <laughs> you stop your foot? Yeah. You stop your foot and you say no. And then all the sounds like in the forest, all the like ambient sounds like just stop. Mm-hmm. And you hear it, it goes, uh, I am a hungry ghost and I will eat you up. If you were hungry, you would have already nibbled on us. No. I'll scare you to death. You can't scare me. I'm an Oni. I drink the o- the blood of Onis. You would have told me that before. <laughs> and I'm definitely still squeezing her. Kuro like, is like trying to get... I'm still squeezing her like to death. I am not going anywhere. I'm in a nice dress. And if I get lost, I'm going to fall. And my dress is going to get ruined. I can't walk around lost at night. I'm going to stay here until it becomes light again. And you are going to deal with it. And she stomps her foot again. You can't stay here all night. Watch me. And she picks up her dress and she sits down on the ground. And she's still like holding up her dress. I'm assuming she has some sort of undergarment. So like how far away from the tree? Oh, still very far away. We just <laughs> we just entered that clearing. I'm not getting closer yet. You? And this voice is like getting like flustered and frustrated from like up in the purple tree. And then... Suddenly, something huge and thin and snake-like rushes down from the tree. The big tree in the middle? Yeah, from the big purple tree. And it's skittering down on many, many golden legs. Ew. And it rushes down the tree, and it rushes right towards you. Mm -hmm. And in a matter of seconds, it, like, runs up to you. And I definitely scream it in its face. Raises itself up, and you see that there is a huge centipede, um, and its fangs are open. Why would you choose a centipede? Ew! Its fangs are open, and its its antenna are like pointed, and it's like two feet away. It's like it runs up on you, and then like mm-hmm. hoists up its the front of its body, and its like little legs are like twitching. And it goes ah. Really loudly. Stop it! I can't go anywhere! I told you! <laughs> Can you... <laughs> so wait, so uh, just to get order correct, it runs up, you screamed, yeah. and then when it screamed, you said stop. <laughs> stop it! Yeah. <laughs> go away! I definitely start kicking it with my legs. <laughs> I'm not letting Kuro Kuro. I was sitting crisscrossed. And now I've kind of like leaned back. I'm still not letting my dress touch the floor. Now I'm just like, hey, go away, stop! I think it backs up a little bit. And then it like goes down to the ground and it like goes around you. Mm -hmm. And it starts like coiling around you. And it's like starting to get in closer with like its little legs Mm -hmm. like poking at you. And Kuro is freaking out. Kuro's freaking out. Yeah. 
and it goes, go away. Well, now I can't. You got me in a circle. And also, if you ruin this dress, I will ruin you. Leave me, give me some space. It like open, it like opens up a space for you and then it like comes up over you and mm-hmm. it's big head and it's huge fangs are over your head. This is what's happening. This is what's happening. She stands up and walks towards the purple tree. No, no, no. Yeah, you won't leave me alone over here. I was giving you space. Now I'm going to get in your space. I told you I'm not leaving. Uh, it like rushes and like cuts you off from the rest of, from the tree with its big serpentine body. and goes, why aren't you afraid of me? Who said I wasn't afraid of you? I'm going to eat you and drink your blood and no one will ever find you. You would have done that already. Sir, you, why are you telling me? Why are you telling me what you're going to do? You would have just done it. I don't understand why you want me to go away. If you if you want to eat me and drink my blood, why do you want me to go away? Huh? This is a bad this is a bad eating policy. This is how you eat. I love to eat. I know how you eat. This is bad policy. Oh, you're so annoying. Uh, and the centipede turns and it like runs into that den, mm-hmm. and now it's like hiding under the tree. Kuro's like, uh, we should we we should probably just leave him leave him be. I think we should we should go probably. Well, here's the thing, Kuro. I was, when he left us alone, going to leave, but now I'm a little bit curious. So no, we're not leaving. Oh no, why he left us alone? He's hiding. Yeah. Why? Why is he hiding now? What's going on? Let's go ask him. And so I walk over to the hole. And I'm standing to the side of it. I still have Kuro. I have not let her go. And I go, but really, why? Why? Why don't you want anybody here? Because I don't like people. Well, I'm not a people. I don't like anyone. I don't want people here or Henge here or Michinoke here. I don't want anyone here anymore. Why? Uh, he doesn't respond. I start clearing off the big stone. It's uh, Yeah, it's got all these, like, there's dead leaves covering it. And there's, like... Um, dead ivy clung to it and like uh, some other live ivy mm-hmm. uh, and you're like clearing it off. Yeah. All right. Kuro like kind of wiggles. She's like, let me let, just, I'll, I won't fly away. Let me go. I squeeze her a little tighter. I'm like, if you fly away, I'll find you. She goes, let me help. And I think she actually, uh, she transforms into her human form. All right. Um, not totally human. She's got like wings. And she goes, and I think when she transforms, it turns into like you holding her in a headlock. Yeah. Like, oh, let me go. And she like pulls her head out. Yeah, I let her go. Let me help. And the two of you start clearing away. Yeah. You're, like, cleaning off, like, or, like, what What do you tackle? I think I just, like I said, I think I just start taking off some of, the, like, the leaves and the ivy. I think I'm, I think I'm standing, so I'm going towards the, like, the the big egg-shaped one, the tall, big, because it's bigger, yeah. right? So I'm going for that. Yeah. Like it's just, like, I'm cleaning it from the top down. Okay. Yeah, so as you, you like, clear, uh, you, like, pull away the ivy, and you see... There's this big, uh, there's in carved in the in the stone is like the uh, the big face of a centipede, mm-hmm. and there's like these little gold coin like carved money coins like around it, and like other like symbols, and uh, you clear this big face, and uh, I think Kuro when she sees it she screams mm-hmm. because Kuro is afraid of eyes, l- l- ah. and I think she like ah. she like takes it couple deep breaths he goes okay all right um that gets me back for the peanuts <laughs> and she goes back to clearing it off um and you see that in the stone there's this uh the there's a name there and it's uh omukade 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 
And so this shrine is dedicated to Omukade. Mm-hmm. And it is obvious it has not been tended to or cared for in a very long time. Yeah. I think when I see the name, I go, is is this your name? Are you Omo- Omukade? Yes. Comes this voice like echoing from beneath the tree. Yeah. Are you the reason people stopped coming? No. People just stopped coming. So now you're making less people come? Um, that doesn't make any sense. The uh, the centipede like kind of like peeks out, uh, and then it goes um. If people don't come, then they can't stop coming. I mean, you wouldn't understand. You have friends, and I, people that like to see you. And I think he crawls back under the tree. I I think more people would like to see you if you didn't do that creepy centipede thing where you circle around us and show us all of your weird legs while screaming at us. I don't think that's something that people like. You might have more friends. It doesn't matter what I do. People, I don't want people to come and then just stop coming. Well, why did they stop coming? I don't know. Why did they start coming? I don't know. Why Why do people come to the commies at all? Well, I bet people have just forgotten about you. Probably because you scared them. And this path is overgrown. Uh, the centipede like kind of comes out a little bit. And then uh, there's like a poof. And he turns into um, a young man, like probably about 16 years old, Mm -hmm. or at least like he has the torso of a young man and then like centipede legs. (laughs) (laughs) But he's dressed like very old, very, very old fashioned with this, uh, this kind of, um, not a robe, but like a, like very old fashioned, like shirt, Mm -hmm. um, like, and very royal. And it's kind of like, um patterned in this uh red paneling um and he's got this golden red hair that is like tied up in the back but he has like two bangs that like frame his face he has anime bangs yeah they kind of like look like fangs a little bit he's got these two sharp curls and uh he goes um you 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 just don't understand i'm sure i don't but no one i mean no one wants to be forgotten i get that but you're scaring away everybody when you scream at them, and then when you like t- when when you do your creepy voice thing from the tree, that's scary. You already scared away one person. You tried to scare away me, and then she puts her hands on her hips. But I'm a big bad oni, and you can't scare me. And she's very clearly scared. <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, I guess I couldn't." Mm. And the sun has now like fully set, and you, you see these lights lighting up in the town and like all across the mountains Mm -hmm. and some of the light even reaches this clearing and it's like the whole town and all the mountains are painted in this uh beautiful gold and red light and he says uh every year the whole town celebrates and all the ghosts get celebrated and all the other commies get celebrated and everyone is just forgotten about me so why should i let anyone in that's a good point Except it's a dumb point. People don't know about you, so they don't know how to celebrate you. But it's a good thing I found you because I'm very good at parties and I'm very good at eating, which is how you have parties. And I know some people who might be able to help. So stop being creepy and scaring people. She's she's still like terrified. She's not far from Kuro. Like um, I imagine they're like holding hands. Okay. I think he goes, okay, well, what am I supposed to do now? Well... Okay, it's nighttime. Can you see in the dark? Yes. Okay, well, I can't, so maybe 
don't be so mean to me about it. Let's finish cleaning up your shrine, and then we can go find um, my friend, my priest friend. He'll know what to do. And then we can go to the festival, because I want food. Because this took a lot of energy. (sighs) This was a very taxing ordeal that we just went through, and now I found you, and you must be hungry too, and I'm hungry, so we should just go eat. But after I find my friend. So you want to celebrate the Lantern Festival with me? I mean, if you can change your legs, though, like, this is going to be a little surprising to people. Uh, he poofs again, and now he's just, like, fully, like, he looks like a human, and but he's still wearing, like, very, like, out-of-date, yeah. very non-this-century clothes. Right. Uh, and he goes, okay, all right, yeah, let's, um, let's, let's, ke- let's clean the shrine. You maybe would like, you maybe should have done that a while ago. People might not have been so scared to come here. And also, like... The yelling at people and the weird whispering, like, that doesn't help. Kira's like, well, let's not yell yell at him, cousin. Okay, but that was, like, really scary. (laughs) Like, a really scary experience. And she's saying all that as she's, like, helping move the vines. But she's on one side and he's on another. She's not getting anywhere near him. She's still afraid of him. Because that was really scary. Now she thinks he's crazy, too. Like, she's a 13-year-old. And this 16-year-old is very old and a centipede. Mm-hmm. Ew. First of all, ew. Centipedes. And he's scared everybody else away. She's 13. She's not going to see, like, the trauma behind that, right? Like, she's 13. So she's pulling the vines. She's helping him. She's trying to. Okay. She's just not going to get near him. Um, I'm sure this is exactly how you planned your scary, scary Halloween story to go. With cleaning vines. Yeah. No, th- it oh, okay. is. I <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought you might be more friendly to him. Oh, no. Considering it's Golden Sky Stories, the game of friendship. I'm being friendly. I'm being friendly, but that was a really... He was scary. He scared me. You're an ogre. I'm 13. You look And I 13. have a pretty dress on. And you do have a pretty dress on. Um, so I think as the credits start to run, uh, we get this montage of uh, you and uh, Mukade and Kuro cleaning off the shrine, and then we see the three of you like walking into town, and we see you going to the the big shrine that Mister no- uh, Notamura runs, uh, and we see you introducing uh, a very like shy Mukade who is like uh, he's like got his head down um, and he's kind of embarrassed. Um, but Mr. Notimer is, like, very happy for him. And mm-hmm. you all share some, like, some of that fried dough that the shrine priests were making. Yes. What What else do we see in the... End scenes? Yeah, in, like, the montage at the end. So Gozen definitely, once she's in town and um, has introduced him to the priest, whose name I keep forgetting. I have Nauta written down, but that's yeah. not what you're calling Mr. him. Mr. Notimura Nauta no, yeah. is his name. After... Which goes and probably calls him Nauta. Yeah. After the introductions have been made, I, like, goes and feels much better. She feels less scared. Um, So I think you see her grab his hand and, like, start pulling him towards, like, various meat stalls and sweets stalls. And um, she definitely makes him, like, watch people set, like, are they still setting up for the festival? or Uh, No. It's, like, full swing? Yep. So um, she pulls him over and watches some of the games and they... Definitely watch the uh, dog Henge throwing the logs. Mm-hmm. Like, they definitely watch that happen. 
and she's just like telling him about the festival and like introducing him to parts of the festival and you see her like just continuously like dragging him along and Kuro I definitely think there's another peanut scene too <laughs> okay I just I just feel it I feel like you wa- I feel like we see Kuro buy peanuts and goes and get really nervous <laughs> nice that's great yeah and I think that's the final like uh, in anime when they do like the final uh, shot and it turns into like a painting yeah it's like uh, the three of them like walking through the streets of the festival and uh, with Kuro like holding up a peanut and like Mukade like looking kind of like he's starting to enjoy himself mm-hmm. and what what, what like what is go- what's goes in in the scene if Kuro's got a peanut yeah I'm running away <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. like looking oh, behind me and I'm running away you're like running into the foreground like yeah. looking behind you is like the two of them yeah no that's perfect yeah And that is Golden Sky Stories. This is such a cute game. It was so adorable. Yeah, no, this is, uh, I I really enjoyed that. That was very, that's very fun. Yeah, and way better than Dead Friend for me. For me. It was (laughs) much more. God, I love Dead Friend. This was a much more pleasant experience for me. Yeah. I am, like, I'm getting nervous thinking about dead friend <laughs> thinking about it my stomach hurts well we didn't play dead friend we Thank, played we played Golden this Sky adorable game i want to play this game again i do too i, I want to play more of this i want to play this game many times in the future okay that's it <laughs> i know i'm like making weird eye contact with you but that's that's it yeah no i really enjoyed that this is just cute and fun it's like a it's like a nice palette cleanser when you we i mean we play a lot of like heavy games we tend to play a lot of heavy games. Yeah. And this is just like a nice palate cleanser to be like, you can be cute. And in fact, you're encouraged to do so. Yeah. Reminds me that I'm cute. I'm cute sometimes. You're the, the cutest. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone. Ooh. We hope you enjoyed our Halloween uh, episodes. They were they quite were so, different. And so spooky. So spooky. The most spooky. It got a little spooky towards the end. It did. First of all, you went with a centipede. Ew. Of all of the things, I'm like very grossed out by this. Ew. So you I know mean, what I learned? That he's super old, but you know what I learned while I was researching uh, for Mukade? Yes. Ew. The name of because I I needed to name Mukade, and so I was like, oh, I wonder what the name is of the poison or the toxin that centipedes carry. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the name of the toxin is that centipedes carry? Is called Mukara. No. What? It's spooky toxin. No, it's not. Yes, that's the name of the golden centipede's toxin. is called SSM spooky toxin, <laughs> which is my favorite. It's like my favorite fact now. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. That's a good trivia fact. It is a good trivia fact. It's also going to be the name of every mech I ever play spooky ever toxin? again. Spooky toxin. Is it spelled spooky? Like, yeah, S P S P U. Nope. S-P, I can spell, S-P-O-O-K-Y, spooky. Oh my God, it really is, it's spooky. Yeah, it's fantastic. All right. What happens when you're injected with the toxin? Do you get spooky dreams? Like, where do they get spooky from? (laughs) I don't know.
So that's it for this week. Enough of my ramblings, enough of this adorable game. Thank you guys all so much for joining us. And we really, really hope that you enjoyed all parts of this series. Golden Sky Stories was designed by Ryu Kamiya and Sugihagi Honpo and translated into English by Ewan Clooney. You can find Golden Sky Stories and its supplements at Starline Publishing. We want to say thank you very much to Zach B., our editor and producer. The show would not be made or possible without him, but also you wouldn't, you shouldn't know that we have a dog who snores and a cat who eats at inopportune times. That's all because of him. Thanks, Zach B. We also want to thank In Love with a Ghost for the use of their song, Chilling at Nemo's Place. Chilling at Nemo's Place is off of the album Healing, and you can find it at inlovewiththeghost.bandcamp.com. The album Healing is such good autumn music. It's fantastic. I think I say this every autumn, but uh, Healing and the Dust Forced soundtrack together are like primo autumn listening. Get cozy, get on a hoodie, maybe go for a drive, put on Healing and like the Dust Force soundtrack, and you will be set. Please make sure that you rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Um, It means a lot to us, and it helps other people find us, which if you want to introduce them to this cute game, you should do that. Because this is adorable. (laughs) This game is so cute. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HeartPointsPod. Please follow us and join us for discussion about RPGs and podcasts, and make sure to share us with everyone you know, especially your RPG-loving friends. Word of mouth is the best way to help us out. Thank you to all of our patrons for allowing us to keep this show going. If you want to become a patron of this show, find us at patreon.com forward slash heartpointspod. You would then directly be supporting the show and helping us maintain it and make it better. Also, if you become a patron, you get lots of cool rewards like access to our patron-only Discord, a monthly campfire pod, and other great things. Every dollar makes a huge, huge difference. Thank you again for joining us in our adventure today. We hope that as you return back to the real world that you continue to have a very nice day. But like a very, very nice one. (laughs) 